The Struggling Stoic Episode 7 Today I'm going to talk about coping with loss On May the 21st of last year, 2018 uh, Was the first time that someone close to me passed away And that was my grandmother Hadn't lost anyone else uh, particularly close to me Obviously my, my great grandparents and things had passed away And I was very young And I, I remember being very upset about that um, Maybe I should talk a little bit about What kind of person my grandmother was And and why it affected me so much So when my grandmother was a young woman Coming from the Welsh South Wales Valleys um, a Church of England girl a God-fearing family And very old-fashioned In, in, in the uh, In the 50s And the 60s Definitely weren't experiencing The kind of free love generation In other parts of the world um, She Had a relationship with a young Polish man and had a child with him and, and as soon as he basically I think as soon as he found out that um, he had that she was pregnant uh, this guy disappeared which would probably go through a lot of young men's heads <laughs> and uh, I'm not judging him based on that um, my great-grandparents had said to my grandmother at that time well you know he's he's either part of your relationship or this this child is going to end up really affecting your future and against her wishes because she was a very I think she was about 16 maybe 15 at the time against her wishes they forced her to have the child adopted and that child was adopted by a family in Barry um, apparently quite a wealthy family Barry South Wales by the way uh, if you don't know where that was it's not a name <laughs> um, of a person it's the name of a place in South Wales and, and uh, he was a young, a young boy and he was adopted and well he'd be in his 50s now so he grew up with quite a wealthy wealthy upbringing in a larger family which is a lot more than what he would have received otherwise because my family at points have been quite impoverished um, <clears throat> so bearing that in mind how does that relate to me well my mother when I was the age of three years old had me taken off her and the reason why I was taken off her was that the the new her new husband, my stepfather was a violent alcoholic and he had thrown me across the room and I had sustained injuries and when I went to hospital, social services had got involved and basically said, well, 
you know the child if you're if you're going to stay with with your husband the child can't live with you bearing that in mind my grandmother stepped in and kind of informally uh, adopted me there was there was never like a, a an adoption certificate or anything like that nothing formal but it was understood that they would bring me up uh, my grandmother and my grandfather so I was brought, brought up by my grandparents from the age of three essentially my grandmother was my mother I've had no relationship with my mother um, so I was very close to her and for the ten years before her death my grandmother had been bedbound, so she'd been very ill. What had happened is she had uh, had an accident, broke her neck and both ankles, and she never really recovered from that. So, when she did pass away, uh, in May of last year, I did kind of feel that, I, obviously I, I I really grieved on the day that it happened and I was in floods of tears and it's the first time that I've had that experience but I realized that I was only really grieving for the younger woman my grandmother who brought me up I wasn't actually grieving for my grandmother who was locked in that bed and Mentally, she didn't have dementia or anything, but mentally, after spending so long in one room, staring at the TV, she had started mentally closing herself down, really. So it started by not answering the phone, and then not turning the TV channels over, and, she, and gradually she became less and less independent and my grandfather had to do more and more for her started having carers in and everything so logically in, in, in some sort of sense my grandmother wasn't my grandmother anymore and it, it was her time to go and when she passed away she had contracted pneumonia and got into hospital and the uh, the NHS, under all the strain that it's currently experiencing, uh, got her, she's also a diabetic, and she got, got her insulin dosage wrong, and she died of a stroke caused by um, uh, her, her blood sugar levels. So, it was a really hard passing as well. We were there when she passed. I think she held on for all the family to arrive before she passed away and it was a really hard passing and I, I'll spare the details really but it, it wasn't pleasant for the family it was very disturbing and um, one bit of poetry by a famous Welsh poet called Dylan Thomas if you don't know who he is then you know check him out um, which reminded me of how she passed was do not go gentle into that great night rage rage against the dying of the light 
I've actually had that tattooed on my body now, on my on my forearm, to remind me of her because she did. She absolutely fought until the end, you know. Her body didn't give up. She kept on fighting, and she and she had a hard, she had a hard journey into death. So this has been hard for me to process and I'm currently upset just talking about it. You know we're nine months on now and it's still affecting me. And one thing that one thing that I've really dwelled upon was not something said at her funeral, but it was something said at a neighbor's funeral that I went to once, who actually, she passed away. She was extremely fit and healthy, just retired, and she'd passed away uh, very suddenly from a stroke. And when I went to her funeral, uh, something the uh, the vicar or, or reverend or whoever it was had said had stuck with me and has helped me in this time, and that is, you can either choose to be upset and cry because we've lost Joyce. At the time, it was Joyce, my, my neighbour. Or, okay, I'll apply it to my nan now. So I could either be upset that I've lost my grandmother, or I could rejoice at the fact that she had lived and that I got to experience life with her. I think that's so powerful. That was powerful to me before I'd even come across Stoicism. And if I reflect upon, well, it would have been impossible for me to have existed without my grandmother, right? She's part of my direct family tree. Uh, but what if she'd been a different person? So what if genetically I had been derived from her, but she'd gone through different life experiences and perhaps felt that I should be adopted out to a different family instead of her raising me herself which I'm sure is down to her past experiences um, I could have ended up in the care system I don't know how things work elsewhere but the care system in the UK has not got the best reputation um, I'm sure there's lots of fantastic families out there doing great work and I'm not knocking them at all but the statistics don't lie and that is the last statistic I read on this was about 60% of children who end up in care end up in prison or the punitive system at some point whether that be youth offenders or you know and I think sometimes that is in despite of all the good work that families are doing in fostering and adopting. And I think it comes down to the kind of the trauma that these children feel when when they're separated from their families and they could be going to the most loving adoptive family in the world, but to some extent that doesn't heal that, that separation trauma. So, yeah, taking on board what this vicar had said, you know, and rejoice in the fact that you that they existed and that you got to spend part of your life with them 
ah, gosh, my my life would have been completely different without my grandmother. And that's what I have to hold in my heart. I don't know if anybody else is going to listen to this. And if they do, and if they've experienced loss, and they hadn't heard that that saying, um, I hope that brings some comfort to you too. So, you can either choose to be sad that they've passed away, and I, I love the terminology there, choose to be sad. It's your emotion. Sometimes I feel that people think that their emotions... I mean, I, there's no doubt your gut reaction to things are instant, but you can override them. You can control your emotions, you control your thought processes, okay? So, when you feel sad, remember that you, you are in control of that emotion, all right? And remember that you can guide your mind to different thought processes, so instead you can choose to rejoice that you experienced life with them, that they were in your life, they enriched your life. Think of all the good times you had with them. Do you know, sometimes even that makes me cry. <laughs> but it's not a sad emotion. It's, it's crying for a different reason. So yeah, a heavy one today very heavy one today and I don't know why I chose today to do it maybe because the rain is lashing down <laughs> and I'm driving through very awful conditions and maybe that got me thinking about sad things I don't know but they call that weather reflects mood right or mood reflects weather but don't let that don't let that keep you down Alright, we're still here, we're still enjoying life. We were definitely enriched by the life that we've lost in the passing away of our loved ones. So I think, you know, we just need to do them a service in remembering them and trying to help others deal with loss too.